Are you curious about the current state of the rapidly changing real estate market? For answers, look no further than Brian Linda at Coldwell Banker Bernizer Realtors. We are experienced real estate professionals with over 40 combined years in the industry. We have a finger on the pulse of the market and can help you understand the latest trends and conditions no matter how wild they appear. Right now, we are offering a free, no-strings-attached seller's guide. This guide is packed with valuable tips and insights to help you navigate the selling process with confidence. Contact us today at www.realestatechanged.com or find Get Brian and Linda on Facebook. Remember, for all things real estate, Get Brian and Linda. Hello everyone, Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano. This is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk and so excited to have you with us on this Tuesday. We've got stuff to cover uh, with it being an Eau Claire City Council week. Uh, more discussion on the town of Washington development or maybe soon to be a City of Eau Claire property development and so many things uh, to get to. If you have not already, make sure you're checking out some of the other great podcasts that we have, including a really fun one that dropped today, uh, the Raise Your Mug podcast, uh, hosted by Kathy Wright over at Country Jam. And uh, on this week's episode, uh, she has a great conversation with the individual that is going to be the first, officially the first act to perform at the new Country Jam site, which will be opened up in July, uh, Tim Sigler. And many of you may be familiar with Tim. He performs all throughout the upper Midwest, has been a regular performer at Country Jam. He will kick things off in July, so he is officially the first act. Great conversation she has with him. We've got other things. For those of you that want more of a political lean, don't forget Dan Markon's Markon Unleashed podcast on the one that dropped this week. Of course, he's discussing the January 6th security footage that was released on Tucker Carlson's program last week. So whether you lean one way, lean another way, a great uh, podcast that Dan Markon has in which he puts a a local spin, a local take on many political issues. Uh, by the way, he does remind everybody uh, who he uh, leans towards in a Trump-DeSantis race. So if you're wondering what way Dan Markon goes, uh, check out this latest podcast, whether he is a uh, Trump guy through and through or is he leaning more towards a DeSantis right now and of course if you are completely democrat even more of a reason to listen one of the great things in all of media and it was made fun of during uh howard stern's uh biopic that came out my god 30 years ago in the mid 90s that howard stern biopic more people listen in disagreement with a host than they do uh when they're in agreement but I won't go inside baseball with you, inside radio with you right now. Uh, of course, follow and subscribe to us on Spotify, iHeart, and all of those. Uh, so the dropping late last week, the news that the city of Eau Claire is going to take another run at annexing that portion of the town of Washington for the proposed Orchard Hills development. They are going to take another kick of the can as they try to annex that Orchard Hills property just a few weeks ago, Judge Sarah Harless pulled back 
denied the city of Eau Claire's effort to annex various legalese, various loopholes, various things. We've discussed that in the past. City of Eau Claire feels as though they have tidied those up. There's really no major changes as they try to annex this property. Again, a lot of it is dotting I's, crossing T's, really fudging with things one way or the other. It's getting pretty deep in the weeds on this. Everybody's just trying to find loopholes, tidy up loopholes and all of that. So the city of Eau Claire is looking like they're going to try to annex that property again. Town of Washington, of course, is pounding their fist on the table, ticked off because they don't want to see this happen. Some of the residents in that area do not want it to happen. Thing is, a lot of the residents, you know, the city of Eau Claire has been able to get certain people on board. You've got the developer. You've got the people trying to sell their land to said developer. All of that. So long story short, it looks like the city of Eau Claire is going to try to annex that land again, and we'll see if this time it is successful. The, the reality is, in the last two years, and I'll throw the caveat out here that the people I'm talking to don't live there, but from business owners locally to real estate people to community leaders to people that have nothing to do in terms of a leadership position. By and large, the people out and about at the coffee shops, standing in line at Quick Trip, people want to see this happen. They want to see the city expand. They want to see there be more development. They want to see the housing crunch get taken care of. And this is one of the ways. There is no one, you know, one simple way to improve the supply and demand. You want a little bit of everything. And one of them is a new development. Where most of, we, where most of us live was at one point a new development. Of course, every place was a new development, but you get the idea. If you live south of Claremont Ave in Eau Claire, you were at one point an expansion of the city in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the north side, as you've had more people go past the north crossing. That's been new development, and people want to see this here in Orchard Hills. People want to see that happen. But I do have empathy for those people that are fighting it, that are there. One of our recent podcasts with Banker with a Beer talked to a local realtor. And the realtor was telling us the, the number one ask in this area for housing is a person that says, I want some acreage and a house that's kind of off to the side. People want land. They want a home and they want some land. They want that for rural feeling where you feel like you're off on your own you got lots of land but hey you can also skip on over to walmart in two and a half minutes they want that and that's what you kind of have in this town of washington area where this orchard hills development wants to go up the people that live there have a lot of open space it doesn't feel like suburbia but they're right there by suburbia and whether they bought the land 20 years ago or they bought it two years ago, they bought it 
anticipating one thing and it's going to change. If this happens, it will change. It really won't hurt their land value. They can argue that. But it's sentimentality. It's what it's not what they bought. Okay, if you go and you buy, you go out there, you go you go somewhere. You're going to go and you're going to buy all right, an apple pie. You're going to go to Hy-Vee and get an apple pie. And you go and you get the apple pie and you bring it home. And as you sit there, the apple pie slowly changes to a blueberry pie. Well, you bought an apple pie. You didn't buy a blueberry pie. You wanted an apple pie. And that's what these people are going to argue and what they believe. They bought one thing and it's now being changed and they're fighting it. They're not happy to see this happen. The town of Washington, I think, is upset because we said before, the, 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 the godfathers of, of the town of Washington, this will come off their tax rolls. If this development happens, and it's going to happen, one way or the other, it might take years, it's going to happen, they're going to be the godfathers that were there as this land was taken by Eau Claire and off the tax rolls. And I wonder, in the week since, the laws, the week since there was the, the denial of the initial annexation, how aggressive was the town of Washington in working with these developers? Were they aggressive in trying to talk to these developers, or did the developers kind of put up a, you know, a, a, a face, you know, a hand right to the face and say, no, 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 we don't want to work with you. We're going to still work with Eau Claire. You wonder how that went. I do like, by the way, the town of Washington, one of their arguments now is that, hey, part of, the, part of the things they're upset about is there was sort of a gentleman's agreement years ago from the city of Eau Claire that it would not encroach on various other communities in the area. Uh, my only comeback to that is when was the last time that was, that was brought up and, and discussed? does seem a little, you know, you're only as strong as your word, but if that was a gentleman's agreement four city leaders ago, doesn't hold much merit now. Uh, continuing on, uh, Menominee has selected its city administrator. We discussed the candidates last week, uh, but Eric Atkinson, longtime police chief, will take over as the city administrator. He replaces a very long-time city administrator, Lowell, and I, uh, Lowell Prangus uh, replaces him. Uh, so Eric Atkinson will take over. Uh, I know they had been looking at a, a young guy out of the city of Eau Claire. I thought that would have been a good pick, too. Uh, you said before, uh, you can go back listen to last Thursday. But Eric Atkinson seems like the, the safe pick, uh, very well respected in the city of Menominee has done a good job as the police chief. And if you're going to replace somebody like Lowell, who's been there for decades, uh, having somebody else with a little bit of gravitas in that community probably is not a bad thing at all. Moving back to the city of Eau Claire, some good stuff here. Uh, city council week, and there's a bunch of things they've been discussing, including that boardwalk uh that plan for the boardwalk in Carson Park, but something else that's a little fun, that's a, a nugget that's buried in the city council agenda 
that they are going to vote on and most likely pass on Tuesday is a long-awaited addition to the Carson Park Baseball Stadium, and that is the Oakland Express are looking to put in, uh, they call it a digital board, I'll just come out and find out, tell you what it is, a video board, looking to put a video board in at Carson Park. Now, video boards are ubiquitous. High schools have them now. What was once something that was very unique, it's now standard to have a video board, a very large TV screen to show videos, sometimes highlights, you know, stylized videos you can put up there, headshots of players, uh, sometimes just, you know, if you're, the, if you're the two high schools in Eau Claire, just put the logo up there. You got this, this toy that you never play with. <laughs> they have these video boards up at the gyms, and all they ever have up there are their logos that are sometimes rotating, sometimes static. But having a video board is standard. No different than any other piece of technology that enters into society. You see it, you go, oh my God, that thing's amazing. Then over time, you start seeing a few people have it. Then a few more people have it. Then next thing you know, you've got it. And everybody's got it. There's any number of analogies you can do to that. Remember high-definition television? You heard about it. Then maybe your buddy got one. And you're like, oh my God, I've, I can't wait to get that. Then you got it now. Now, everybody, now everyone's got high-definition television. Generations ago, it was TV. Then it was color TV computers the wheel <laughs> Ragnar down the street's got this thing that rolls around it's a wheel I'm still gonna move my oxen with a with a stone block <laughs> well well again let's go back to this though the Oker Express looking to put in a video board at Carson Park, and City is looking to approve that and say, yep, you can put this video board in at Carson Park. The Oker Express would own said video board, and other users would have to work with the Express to use said video board. Uh, maybe pay a fee. I'm sure in some cases the Express may do it for free, whatever, Okay. I work for a team down in the St. Louis area in the summer. We have a video board. Most times that board's not used when the team is not playing, but there are certain games, you know, maybe a big high school game or whatever, where people will reach out and say, hey, can we use the board? And then the team helps them utilize the board. But this would be express property at Carson Park. And there would be... Uh, still the option for people just to use the scoreboard. There'll still be a scoreboard for people to use, but if they wanted to put up a video board, let's say they, they have senior night for a high school and they want to put the kids' photos up, they'd have to work with the Express on that. There really isn't any controversy towards this, except for one little thing, and that is, you know, sometimes people get riled up over the idea that well, shoot, the Express, you're going to have to pay the Express to utilize it. And that is, that is true. But it brings to mind what has been a subtle change in the city from the last few years. And that is now, if you pay for it, it's yours. Think about this. The, the, the joke for years was 
with, say, the Express when I worked for the Express. And you had to remember, the Express did a lot of work at Carson Park when they first came in. It's been a generation ago, but 05, 06, 07, the 2009 when they expanded the press box facilities at Carson Park, all of that was, the joke was, once the last nail went in, it no longer belonged to the Express. The Express helped, the, the Express funded these improvements, the Express paid for these improvements, but they didn't belong to the Express. Now, you kind of get it back in terms of rent and user fees and maybe uh, certain powers you'd have at Carson Park, but the things did not belong to you. The fan deck is not the Ochre Expresses. They have some managerial powers over it, but the fan deck is not the Ochre Expresses, for example. And then you think back to a few years ago. Remember the Veterans Tribute Trail debate? One of the things that was the holdup with the Veterans Tribute Trail was, and they, when they were talking about that really brought it to light, the people with the Veterans Tribute Trail were saying, if we put this, we put this in, we want to be the ones that own what's going on in this park. And the city of Eau Claire said, no, 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 no. You can, you can manage it, but it, it belongs to us if you put it here. And that got people riled up. And rightfully so. Well, since then, you started to see a little bit more of a change in how the city handles these things. And just jumping right to the point, the Express would pay for this board, this video board, and it belongs to them. Which makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> you pay for it, it's yours. That means the Express have to pay for the upkeep and all of that. And if you are going to sit there and be upset, oh, well, it's not open to everybody to use, you've got a, you've got a valid argument, but then the city's got to pay for it. You, and the city's not paying for, for this. So it's good to see this happening. I, the way I look at it, again, it's a, it's a local business making an investment in a city facility, and there has not been a lot of investment at the Carson Park Baseball Stadium for the last decade or so because ever since the last big renovation project the Old Kerr Express took on was the expansion of the press box in 2009. There's been, of course, some additions to the fan deck here and there. There was proposals about a decade ago to add office space up there that the city said no to. They wanted to add suites. The city said no to that. And then for the last number of years, there's been this wait on the potential of the massive renovation, and who knows if that'll ever happen. But you're getting this video board, and what it does to increase fan involvement and increase enjoyment at the games we'll have to wait and see but it's something people now people when it comes to a video board now expect these things at sporting events you're supposed to have it like complimentary bread at a restaurant you go to a good restaurant you expect some complimentary bread you go to a sporting event you kind of expect to see a video board now and the express are going to have that and hey again great it's a private investment uh saw this uh today and, and one other thing too i'll say again as i said there, there really isn't any controversy with the express putting it in you'll you'll always hear again some people d get 
you know, kind of riled up a little bit. Overall, it feels like it's the Express's facility, but it belongs to the city. But nothing ever really comes from from that. I don't think there really is much of a... No, I, I don't think people in town are fighting the Old Car Express. <laughs> so I think it's all good. Uh, saw this, by the way. Dance recital was held on Monday at the Pablo for children with various disabilities. Uh, the group called Pride which stands for Physical Activity and Recreation for Those with uh, Disabilities. So good to see that going on at the Pablo Center. Uh, individual put that on. Uh, see if that goes, uh, see what happens there. Uh, speaking of donations, the Pat and Connie Ulrich Foundation making a $100,000 donation that will go towards turning the softball field at Memorial High School into more of a spectator-friendly facility. They're going to put in a few bleachers, redo the dugouts, all that sort of thing. And then Memorial Girls Softball can then play their varsity home games there as opposed to using Carson Park. Uh, good, another private donation, making improvements that otherwise you probably would not see happen. Now, a great question was brought up to me. They're saying, oh, here's... $100,000 from this foundation towards the softball facility. Don't forget they help fund the, the new track at Memorial High School. And a person said to me, remember years ago there was that group that wanted to do the big renovation at Memorial and turn, well, pretty much put a football stadium at Memorial High School. This is about six, seven years ago. And the school board turned them down. Because there were stipulations that would have to be matched at North. And the person said, well, how, how, why, is this, why is the city, why is the school board and the district accepting this for Memorial, but nothing's happening at North? And yes, it seems the Allrich Foundation donations have not been met with that same level of scrutiny. But there's a good reason. The Allrich Foundation donations are coming with there isn't any baggage with them. There is no kicker with it. It is a straight donation, whereas the group before, cloaked in all that secrecy, remember, wanted the district to match. So let's say, I forget how much money it was, but it was significant. So let's say it was $1,000, but it was a lot more. This group was going to donate 1000 but the district was going to have to donate an additional thousand in order to finish the project that's not the case here this is a straight donation the previous was donation with tags along with it and the problem was with that previous one once the school district invests then the school district's got to keep it even and with this you don't have to the school district's not investing anything it's a straight donation from the foundation. The district isn't putting any money in. So if you have anything where you're upset about where all this is getting done at Memorial, it's not the district. The district would be stupid if the district turned down the donation. All right? Where you could be somewhat, you know, if you want to be mad at somebody, you really shouldn't be mad, but if you want to be mad at anybody, you're, you're mad at 
Pat and Connie for only giving money to Memorial. That's the only thing you can. And even then, you shouldn't be mad at them. Instead, try to find somebody that wants to donate to to North. That's the only that's the only thing there. This is again a positive thing. Uh, donations being made. And another uh, positive that I saw, uh, we saw this story come out. Uh, UWEC is uh, UWEC has uh, decided they're going to have. Uh, well, they have announced through various studies and whatnot that uh, two thirds of their students are staying in the area, uh, finding work. So that's a positive story. There, two thirds of graduates from UW-Eau Claire are staying in the area and finding work, uh, combating the brain drain, if you will. So that's a positive thing uh, there. We're going to wind things down here a couple minutes early. Got to get off to a meeting. We got to make sure we uh, keep uh, making more podcasts for all of you out there. So we're going to wind things down here a little quickly. We'll see what comes out of the city council uh, votes on Tuesday. Uh, Discussion up in Chippewa Falls, too, about a liquor license uh, for the the former rumor mill pub. Uh, What they decide to do with that. does the uh, operator of the building get to keep that liquor license while they wait to see if they can find another tenant? We'll have to wait and see. Out of that, uh, a few other things may pop up as well. Back with you on Thursday with an all-new edition of Talk of the Town. Until then, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.